see now. 443-9214, toll-free 1-800-955-8200. And I'm going on to my next guest here, a real nice person here. Hello, is this uh, Dr. Tracy? Yes, it is. Oh, Dr. Tracy, I, I just think you're a nice lady, and I'm, I'm very glad to have you on here tonight. <laughs> Thank you. You know that? I appreciate that. Well, in my conversations with you, by the way, can we hear, hear you got it clear enough there? Okay. In my time that I've been talking with you, I formed a, a friendship with you, and you're a lady who is against the use of Prozac, aren't you? That's correct. What kind of a doctor are you? You're a doctor. You're in what, research? I have my doctorate in psychology and health sciences. So biological psychology is basically what my field is. Could I also say you're in uh, biological research and forensic research? Yes. And forensic? I have been uh, testifying in these cases for five and a half years in the court cases where there is criminal behavior associated with this drug. You just flat out say that Prozac is not good stuff and you say it's the people the uh, the company that makes it shouldn't make it anymore. That's right. All right. Now, they you never know, should have. <laughs> uh, is it true that when you use Prozac, you can start manifesting or acting out sometimes your dreams? Yes, and that is what is wrong. People don't understand that the way that this does produce violent behavior is generally a sleep disorder. And you, you mean it, it causes you to have dreams? It causes uh, terrible nightmares, very bizarre dreams, and then it produces, when you increase serotonin in the brain the way these drugs are designed to do, serotonin is a neurotransmitter. We do know that high levels do produce certain things, though, and one is nightmares, another is sleepwalks. And I can't even tell you how many patients have told me what I did was act out my worst nightmare. So you have the dream, and then you get out of your bed and act it out? Yes. In fact, many of them had had the dream several nights in a row before they committed the crime that they committed, which was basically acting out that nightmare. And sometimes the dreams are almost too horrible to mention, but they, oh, yeah. uh, they, sometimes, in, they sometimes even include homicide, don't they? Yes, they do. Or self-destruction. That's correct. How about our old friend, the FDA? We'll get to, we've got to make a break <laughs> in a moment here, but how about our old friend, the FDA? They approve of Prozac, don't they? Yes, they did approve Prozac on five and six week studies. Oh, come on, five and six weeks? Shouldn't it be longer than that? Uh, certainly should, but most drugs are not scrutinized very closely before they are released. I know we get a different story, but the scrutiny on drugs generally does not come until they are actually removed from the market. All right, now, you hold on with you, Dr. Tracy. I'll be back with you in a moment, Dr. Ann Tracy. And I want to know who they tested. Prozac on? Was it people? Was it rats? Was it who? I don't know. Maybe radio announcers. But anyway, hang on, Dr. Tracy. I'll be right back after we take this radio station break. Back to our guest, Dr. Ann Tracy, and she's speaking to us on the subject of Prozac. By the way, we had a winner on our question a while ago. In what year did uh, Mount St. Helens erupt? Well, of course, Gary Benson knew it was 1980. 
to be more specific, May 18th. My, how the time does fly. All right, now, Dr. Tracy, I want you to explain a little more about serotonin. Now, what is this? Is this in our body naturally? Is this a, is it a hormone? Um, well, that's a very good question. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that does exist both in the body and the brain. Um, and you're right. Until 10 years ago, the neurotransmitters were known as neurohormones. Most patients are completely unaware that neurotransmitters are actually hormones. So when you're told you have a chemical imbalance, you're literally being told that you have a hormonal imbalance. All right. Uh, what, how do we get uh, serotonin in our body? What Do we eat certain foods? There are certain foods that do produce serotonin. Um, the problem with this group of drugs is the entire hypothesis behind the drugs. Which is? Which is they thought that in depression your serotonin levels were low and that they needed to increase them. When in fact the exact opposite is true, serotonin is high in depression and your serotonin metabolism is what is low, which means that the drug is breaking down, moving through the system, changing into other chemicals like melatonin is one of the things that it breaks down into. Once again, if we are if we go through periods, uh, well, what, like a manic depressive? Are, are manics high in uh, serotonin? Uh, yes, they are. According so we don't want to medical... we don't want to make it higher, do we? That's right. Uh, can we get sel- uh, serotonin from eating uh, like a turkey? Uh, what else we can eat it? Get it from what else can we eat to get uh, serotonin? Turkey is high in serotonin. Sugar increases serotonin. Nutrisweet increases serotonin. Um, how about uh, how about, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, what's the other one, not uh, nutrient? Ice cream, yeah. sugar. What's the pink sugar? Nutri- uh, not uh, saccharin. Saccharin? I don't know about saccharin. Did you say ice cream increases serotonin? Yes, it does. I know somebody eats a lot of ice cream or would like to eat a lot of ice cream. It, it, and so when you increase your serotonin, what's going on in your body? A lot of different things. We know that higher levels of serotonin cause constriction of the bronchial tubes constriction arteries to the heart, we now know that it produces a glossy substance that forms on heart valves, you mean which a, is the reason why these new diet pills were just removed from the market that work so similarly to Prozac and Zoloft and Paxil and Luvox and Effexor and Serifone, which is the whole group of drugs we now have so, that are uh, all clones. Serotonin could cause a, a shortness of breath. Yes, it can. And also could cause what? Heart, not flutters, but heart, uh, uh, what, palpitations? It can cause some serious heart problems, in my opinion. I have many cases of people who have had heart attacks from the drug. Um, And I have, in fact, I did a radio show out of Portland just about a month ago, and right after I did the show, I got a letter from a woman who said she caught the tail end of the show while flipping through the dial. And she said, I was horrified to hear you speak of the terrible physical side effects of this drug. Prozac. Prozac. She said, I've been on Prozac now for four years. Interestingly, I have just been diagnosed with cardiomyalgia, severe artery disease, 
congestive heart failure, and fibromyalgia, which we also know as high levels of serotonin. But she then went on to say, I was a well person before they put me on this drug four years ago. Now I'm exhausted all the time. I have horrible aching joints and a massive heart problem. Would you say then a person who's been on um, Prozac as short a time as six months to a year could start to have trouble? In my opinion, yes. How about a person, I know a person who's been on it maybe 10 and a half, 11 years. That could cause what? I would definitely say, please have your heart checked, have your pancreas checked. Diabetes is what I find often as an effect in long term. And also have the liver checked. I had a 27-year-old boy who went into the doctor after just being on Prozac for a year. He had severe chronic fatigue, went in for a battery of tests, the doctor came back out and said, you have the liver of a 50-year-old alcoholic. And he said, wait a minute. I don't drink alcohol. It's against my religion. He said, I've never touched it. And the doctor said, well, have you been on Prozac? He said, yes, you gave it to me for a year. I guess he lost track. But anyway, for a year on Prozac, this 27-year-old boy ended up with the liver of a 50-year-old alcoholic. Is it reversible once you get off it, or is the damage permanent? Many doctors do believe the damage is permanent. I disagree. I really believe that if you eat food the way God put it here for us to eat, and you begin to do lots of juicing, lots of vitamin therapy, good natural things, I believe that you can turn that around. It may take a while. It takes a while to build the damage. All right. You wrote a book, Prozac, Panacea or Pandora. How the book go? Did it sell? Did people read it? Uh, did uh, the makers of uh, Prozac get all over you? <laughs> no. Um, I have gotten really, really good feedback on the book. Uh, many from physicians who are grateful to have the knowledge. Research is very difficult to get through. It took me four and a half years of reading the research to gather together all the information for the book. Um, and I have covered everything you can imagine from hypoglycemia, which is your low blood sugar, which you often find with somebody who is depressed. And people need to understand that they can take care of that with diet. You certainly don't want to give a drug that can possibly cause worse problems. Diabetes is a listed side effect in the handout that comes with the drug. Several pancreatic problems are, including the hypoglycemia. Now, we have to ask you to wait a minute. This is uh, Dr. Ann Tracy, who has uh, written a book on Prozac, Panacea, or Pandora. She frankly says, I don't care for Prozac. I don't think it should be prescribed. And I'm going to ask her when she comes back, are there substitutes that we could prescribe other than Prozac? 
And we have a long way to go because there's a lot more on Prozac you haven't heard yet. So stand by, Dr. Tracy, and we'll take another break on Talk Line. I'm Frosty Fowler, and it's on AM820, KGNW. If you want to call in, 443-9214 or toll-free 1-800-955-8200. Join in the conversation if you like. Back in a moment. All right, back to our guest here, Dr. Ann Tracy. Are there alternatives to using Prozac, Dr.? I believe that natural alternatives should be used. In fact, I just heard that there was an article in Business Weekly that said that the third leading cause of death now is properly prescribed prescription drugs. The third leading leading cause of death are, are drugs prescribed by doctors? Properly prescribed, yes. And they went on to say that if your doctor will not offer an alternative, find a new doctor. You testified. That's pretty be- strong. You testified before the FDA about Prozac. What yes, they say they to did. you? What they say to you? Did they get huffy? Um, no, they don't get huffy. I watched them completely shut off one of the top researchers in this country. They asked him to participate. They asked him to give his reasons why he felt this drug was a danger. And as soon as he began to speak, they said thank you and just stopped him from talking. They just didn't listen. This is the FDA? Yes. Are they normally that tunnel or closed-minded? Well, I think we need to keep in mind that there are a lot of problems. Uh, Those who work for the FDA will often, when they retire, go to work for the pharmaceutical companies. I don't think that they want to rock any boats for a cushy job that comes after retirement. So they're kind of all in bed together, aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, What does Europe say about uh, the European uh, doctors or counter-agencies? They must have their kind of FDAs over there. What do they say about Prozac? Um, The German uh, officials almost never approved Prozac. They finally did let it in with a lot of restrictions. Um... There's a lot of reports being made there. I am the director of a group called the International Coalition for Drug Awareness, and we have a lot going on in countries all around the world. And there are a lot of reports coming in from everywhere of people having severe adverse reactions. In fact, if you've got just a second, I would like to read a letter that I just received a couple of days ago. Absolutely, Ann. Go ahead. Unfortunately, it is far too typical to what I've received over the last eight years of doing this. He says, uh, Dear Dr. Tracy, my my wife and I live in the Midwest with our 15-year-old daughter. Just a few weeks ago, our 13-year-old son was given a sample dose of Zoloft, seven pills, only 50 milligrams, by a psychiatrist we had seen only twice. We were given no education about the drug other than this might help, call me in a week. We didn't get a week. Sometime during the night of the seventh day and after our son had packed his duffel bag for a week's vacation with his family, he went into his closet and hung himself. His mother found him the next morning as she was gathering laundry. It was hanging on the same hook. You should know that our son had just told his girlfriend on the phone that same evening he would call her from Wisconsin, our destination. He never evidenced 
any suicidal tendencies. He never talked about it. He was a normal teenager with what we thought and still believe were normal problems. In the few short weeks since his death, I have been educating myself about this class of drug called SSRIs. I am devastated, and my wife can't understand it either. Um, she's, and then he said, please respond by email or call me. Thank you for uh, listening. Now, th- th- this, uh, this son took, this boy took Zoloft, Z-O-L-O-F-T, is that right? That's right. Is it a, a relative of Prozac? It is the first Prozac clone on the market. There are, there are six drugs in this class of drugs. Would now. you name them so if, uh, write this down, if you may be taking one of these right now? And do not drop off of it, whatever you do. We'll, what do you mean? We'll what? talk about that. Don't drop off it? Do not drop right off of it. All right, you go ahead. You need to slowly taper down off to safely come off these drugs. All right. So lost. Prozac, go ahead. Prozac came out first. After that, we got Zoloft. These are all companies wanting to get a cut of the profits that Prozac was making. Zoloft, Paxil, P-A-X-I-L. Luvox, L-U-V-O-X, Effexor, E-F-F-E-X-O-R, and Serzone, S-E-R-Z-O-N-E. All right. Now, the diet pills are very similar, but I don't even have to lecture about those anymore. Isn't that great? Well, tell which ones of the diet pills were taken off the market in case... Sensen and Redux. All right, in case somebody has them still in their cabinet. Right. All right. This is Dr. Ann Tracy. We're talking about Prozac and other related clones or different types of medications. And sometimes they're prescribed by a doctor, by the doctor himself sometime, or herself, or sometimes by uh, in companionship with a psychiatrist. But uh, regardless, she says don't take them. And she also warned against just pulling off them cold turkey. We'll go into that in just a moment here on TalkLine. Let's take a break right now. Oh, we have lots of good stuff left to talk about on this subject. And this is Dr. Ann Tracy, who was good enough to be on here and tell us about some of the, uh, some of the side effects of uh, Prozac and Zoloft and Taxil and Luvox and what's the last one, Evexor? That's right, Evexor and Serifone. All right. Those are ones to be aware of. Now, you said to not just pull off cold turkey, didn't you? Yes, I did. And how should we uh, remove ourselves from them? Well, let me relate it to something so that you can understand. And if you have any physicians, they will begin to understand why patients can't just quit these drugs cold turkey. What happens when you increase serotonin in the brain, that triggers rushes of hormones throughout the body. Many of these people relate that they feel like a teenager again. Well, that's because a teenager is rushing hormones. That's the perfect way to describe a teenager. All right. So anyone understands that prednisone is a hormone, cortisone is a hormone. Those are things that when you give them to patients, you start them up very slowly and gradually and bring them down the same way. Now, because of this, these drugs' effects on the hormones, you need to do the same with them. People should be taken up very gradually if they're going to be started on these drugs and taken off very slowly and gradually over months. 
All right. Can we take a call right now? Okay. Julie, are you there? Yeah. Julie, you're in Auburn. Go ahead. What would you, uh, you have a question for Dr. Tracy? Yeah, um, I've been taking Zoloft for two years. Come in a little closer, would you, Julie? Yeah, I I said I've been taking Zoloft for two years, and uh, I'm concerned with what I'm hearing because um, up until the time I was taking it, I, I mean, it's really made a difference in my quality of life. It's made things a lot better, and um, I'm concerned with the things I'm hearing because I feel like, you know, if I if I shouldn't be taking this because it's going to be giving me other problems, then what alternative do I have? Right, and that's a good question. But I do find that as long as people will come slowly off of these drugs and build their bodies up with nutrition. As long as your body has got the fuel that it needs from the foods that you're consuming, your energy level is right where it should be. And you don't have to reach for a drug like this that will produce a stimulating effect in the body. Um, you don't, I mean, if we are driving our car down the road and we run out of gas, the logical thing to do is stop and go get some gas. Well, obviously we're going to stop anyway. <laughs> the natural result. But then you go get gas, put it in the tank, and go on to where you're going. You don't pull a sledgehammer out of the trunk and beat the bumper to get where you're going to go. We understand that with our cars. We don't get that with our bodies. We burn the candle at both ends, not getting the sleep or rest that we need. We push our bodies and expect them to go on chips and ice cream and soda pop without ever thinking that our body really needs nutrients to function. Well, I, um, you know, I, one of the things that, one of the reasons why I went on it was because I just couldn't seem to function well. It wasn't that I was really tired. In fact, I had trouble sleeping. Uh-oh. Um, and had That's why there's one whole chapter on sleep in my book. I just, um, you know, I had trouble sleeping. I had, um, you know way big mood swings, either I was, you know, really happy or really um, depressed, I could get easily angry, um, and I didn't seem to be able to be very productive, I would just, my mind would go around and around and around in circles to try to think something through, and I wouldn't be able to get from point A to point B without going You couldn't going really around. focus real well. No, and... <laughs> Do you really have any different. signs of blood sugar problems in your family, like diabetes or... Any alcoholism in the family line? Uh, I had uh, two, my great-grandmother and my grandmother had diabetes. I've been te- tested for that and for hypoglycemia, and right. that, hadn't, that hadn't been a problem of mine. So you're showing all those signs, and that's what worries me so much, is so many of the people that I see being put on these drugs have all the signs of blood sugar problems, so what, what and they're not I, taken care of. Instead, they give them a drug that ends up making it worse. So what what should I do then if I were to stop, you know, taking this drug? What would I be able to do to be able to maintain the level of life and productivity that I have now um, without taking this drug? Because I can really tell if I forget to take it. Um, right. I just become irrational. I, I hate to say that, but Welcome it's very obvious. Girl. All right, <clears throat> I'm gonna yeah. uh, let's bring this to a focus. We have other calls waiting. Uh, where do we leave Julie, uh, Doctor? 
I would learn everything that I could about hypoglycemia. I would also be tested again. I don't know, the test for hypoglycemia is really rough. Yes, it is. I would look through all the symptoms of hypoglycemia. If you have those symptoms, and they are listed in my book, I do one whole chapter on that as well. Um, the, book, the book is called Prozac, Panacea, or Pandora. Right. Okay. And it is only available direct, and I think we'll be giving an 800 number where... All right. Let's, can we give it right now? Okay. It's 800-280-0730. All right. I have uh, 801. Is there a difference? Is that a mistake? I have 1-801. No, it's 800. Should be 800. Mm-hmm. 800-280-0730. Right. Okay. Julie, I'm going to have to let you go here. Thank you. Okay. I'm glad you called. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. By the way, before we take a break here, who makes Prozac, Dr. Tracy? The company who makes Prozac is Eli Lilly Pharmaceutical Company, the same company who patented and marketed LSD. And PCP? No, uh, they, they actually were not the ones to market PCP, but PCP was put out by Park Davis Pharmaceutical and was accompanied by medical studies showing it to have a very large margin of safety in humans. We know that as angel dust, elephant tranquilizer, it's called many different things in the street, but it's the most dangerous street drug there is. Is it still on the market? No, it was only on the market seven years before it was removed. Prozac's been out there for 10. And uh, LSD, is that still on the market? Uh, they're talking about bringing LSD back. Wonderful. <laughs> no. Wonderful. Oh, boy. We really got a bunch of <laughs> funny folks out there. This is Dr. Ann Tracy. Stand by. Elma in Des Moines, Indiana and Seattle. We'll be, be with you in a moment. This is Dr. Ann Tracy talking about the fact that she hopes you won't take Prozac, but she'll tell you how to get off it in just a moment. Okay, are you there, Dr. Ann Tracy? I am, and can I say a couple of things before we go any further? Sure, sure. Um, I think people need to know, and many people often ask, how much is being made on Prozac? Last figures were $2.3 billion a year. Boy, $2.3 billion a year on that Prozac. That is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And that is why we have so many clones now. That's why so many companies wanted to come in and and get a cut of that profit. Get in on the gravy train. And another thing that's been in the news a lot lately is the one thing that got my attention when it came to Prozac, and that was the alcohol compulsions that the drug causes, because that's tied in with the blood sugar that we were just discussing. What do you mean, alcohol compulsion? Cause it when you take Prozac, you want to drink? You have incredible cravings for alcohol or sugar, which shows that you, that it's obviously affecting blood sugar very strongly. Now, Princess Dye's driver was on Prozac, and nobody can understand why he was drinking again and drinking so much. Because Prozac creates a desire for sometimes alcohol. Yes. It also creates a tolerance for alcohol so that you consume large amounts. You're not surprised then, are you? No, not at all. In fact, I predicted it long before it was announced publicly. Very easy to do. My information was given to doctors in Norway just before they announced 
that yes, indeed, it was Prozac that the driver was using. I know somebody on Prozac, and she has a desire to eat, uh, I think, frozen yogurt. Mm-hmm. And you could understand that, couldn't you? Yes, usually it's lots of diet drinks, diet pop. They seem to crave NutraSweet sweetened drinks. I have them going through two and three gallons of NutraSweet sweetened pop a day or drinking 40 cups of coffee or huge amounts of alcohol. Let's take a call here, if you don't mind. Elma in Des Moines, how are you? Yes, good evening, Frosty. Sorry to keep you waiting. What's your question or comment? Oh, it's well worth it. Good evening, uh, Ann. Uh, you know, Frosty, uh, I have Anne's book, and Anne, I think that every family in America needs this book on their bookshelf. You have it. You've read it. Is that oh, right? Yes. Thank oh, you. yes. Oh, um, yes. Tremendous amount of research in this book, Frosty. A fantastic book. Where'd you, where'd you get it? Uh, I met with Anne on her way to Utah at um, the airport. We had uh, spent quite a lot of time together. Oh, this is Alma. Yes. Hi, Anne. Hello. Um, uh, in Anne's she caught book. me on the way out of the airport. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Well, uh, she sounds like a lovely lady. You, she is absolutely a beautiful person, Frosty. And, and you know, Joseph Westbecker, I lived in Kentucky and am from Kentucky, and it was the day after my birthday in 1989, September the 14th. I'll never forget the newspapers, the TV stations uh, all across the state of Kentucky when Joseph Westbecker walked into the Kentucky Standard Revere Corporation with an AK-47 automatic assault rifle, and he took eight lives, wounded 12, and then took his own. Now, this was a man who had worked with these co-workers for a number of years. This, and as Ann well knows, this opened up Prozac, but it was a very disturbing thing to me then. And I was looking through some old newspaper clippings and come across some of those from Kentucky. And I'm going to be mailing those to you, Ann. What? Was this Thank man you. on? Was this man on Prozac? Yes, yes, he was. All right. So Prozac again. You sometimes act out your dreams or what your fantasies, or right. what? Now, put, another, put it in your words, uh, Doctor Tracy. Another thing that you need to understand, because Washington is just being racked with this, you have a very high rate of use of these drugs. Utah is probably the highest. That's where I'm from. I tell everyone I live in the Prozac laboratory, but Washington State is right behind us. And the false memory syndrome is just something that I almost have learned to expect with this drug. What do you mean the false memory? The false memories that come with this, that was part of the Westbecker case. He had begun to believe that someone was sexually abusing him at work which I did not even know until just about a year ago. You so, start fantasizing these things? Yes, and this is something that I have been stressing to people for a long time, then to find out it was also part of the Westbecker case. Could did that not surprise me. Could that even go, say, perhaps uh, somebody on Prozac could uh, perhaps take somebody into court and honestly believe they were being sexually yes. abused? Yes. And they would fact, say it, they would say it with conviction, wouldn't they? Yes, they would. You know, Frosty, I have a question for Ann. I know that there is a tremendous amount of psychotropic drugs used on our children here in Washington State. And how do you feel about placing such a, a vulnerable child oh. on these drugs? It just makes me sick. <clears throat> I want to cry every time I hear about a child being placed on one of these drugs. I was sitting in a meeting with my book on my lap, 
And the woman next to me, as soon as this business meeting was over, turned to me and said, oh, Prozac, that's what my fiance's ex-wife is on. And I said, well, guess why she's an ex-wife? And she said, oh, he swears that caused her divorce. And I said, I call them the divorce pills. Relationships rarely are able to handle the use of this drug. Then she went on to say what really concerns us is that the mother has put the 18-year-old daughter on Prozac. And I said, no, don't tell me about another child. I said, is she pregnant yet? That only took three months. This little girl has now been married three times this last year and is getting ready to get married a fourth time. Now, wait a minute. Where does Prozac enter into the marriage? It causes sexual compulsions as well, especially in children. Oh, that's another thing it causes, huh? Sexual compulsion and alcoholic compulsion? Yes. It's All right. Now, this now listen, is all Elma, backed up by research. Elma, research I, supports that. Elma, I hate to do it, but i got to let you go. Thank you. And you Anne, understand, thank you don't specific. you? Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye, Elma, because there's one thing I have to get here. They are now considering putting Prozac in peppermint form, aren't they? Yes, they are. For children. For children. For children. Up to, uh, how, how young? How young? How young, there, how young were these kids taken? There was a report that I just got a call on today saying that I believe it was U.S. News and World Report this week had an article talking about 3,000 infants being placed on Prozac. Infants? Those are children under one year of age. I do know that there is a facility in Salt Lake City where I'm from that has for at least six years literally push this drug to children as young as two and three. All right, peppermint, or Prozac in peppermint form. Next, they'll have it in bubble gum. That's right. Does Prozac dull your personal willpower? Yes. Does it dull your personal initiative? Yes. Does it dull your decision-making abilities? Yes. Are they making us a nation of zombies? We're there. That's that's terrible, Anne. That's terrible, Dr. Many, Tracy. Many mothers say, I got off this drug because my children, in an emergency situation, in a very life-threatening situation, I would just sit there and it would take me several minutes to even respond. And it scared me. Dr. Tracy, please hold on. I have to take a break. We'll pick up the conversation and remember what she said. It's now being prepared for children in peppermint form all the way down to the age of infants. All right, back in a moment. Okay, we're back to our guest, Dr. Ann Tracy, and she is a research biologist. She's also into, uh, oh, other things of this sort and forensics. Uh, I want to ask you again, uh, Dr. Tracy, um, could this cause some of the children, even down to five years old, to be suicidal? Yes. Has the this FDA happened? Has had reports on children as young as five committing suicide on this drug. I don't know how you can get a five-year-old to commit suicide. To even think of it is just beyond me. Let's right now. Let's go to uh, 
Deanna, are you there? Yes, I am. I can't take too long, yes. but can okay. you can you make your comment? Absolutely. Um, uh, I experienced those severe nightmares she was talking about. I was on Zoloft for about a year and a half. The nightmares lasted over six months. They were horrifying. What kind of nightmares? Um, they were nightmares that uh, someone was stabbing me. Yeah. It was with a knife, and it was towards me. I would never do anything harmful in the nightmares to anyone else. It was always happening to me. Could and you really almost actually feel the knife? Oh my goodness! I would wake up. I would wake up in a sweat, just gasping. In the middle of the attack, a lot of times I would wake up. They're very vivid. Yes, very vivid. And you were taking Zoloft. Zoloft for a year and a half. I was taking 50 milligrams, and I I uh, told my doctor about it, and he said he hadn't heard of anybody complaining of nightmares. Oh, you're kidding! Yeah, and so um, I continued on it. Um, thankfully, um, the uh, nightmares went away. Uh, and then uh, what I did was about six months ago, um, I went off Zoloft, and I went on St. John's Wood. But uh, my depression came back. I started feeling really glum for no reason, even though my life mm-hmm. is going well. So I went back on Zoloft two months ago. Probably came off the Zoloft too fast. Uh, it okay. caused terrible rebound depression. Really? Okay, did you, did you pull off? Happened. Can you tell me... I'm on 50 milligrams of Zoloft right now. I want to get off, and I want, and I'm gonna, and I'm going to order your book. Can you tell me right now? I, I'm taking 50. How to go off of it uh, this week? All right. Can we do this? Can we? Well, we've we only got a couple of minutes left. That fast. Okay. It should take how long? Most patients will take a little file, a fingernail file, and shave a little bit off, oh. so that each day they're taking a little bit less. But the longer you take to come down the better your chances are of staying off this drug and not having serious withdrawal that can be very dangerous. Okay. Are How all these... What, should I um, uh, continue this process of taking less? Pardon me? At how many weeks should this take of like filing a 50 um, milligram tablet down? That's down. gonna depend on each individual patient. You really need to do an intense, in-depth research on each patient, an in-depth study of history, but um, the best way for you to gear it for yourself and your family, yes. have them let you know when you start getting really irritable, yes. just real cranky, or very weepy. Yes. That's usually your first sign that you're going down too fast. Right. All right. I've got to let you go, Deanna. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Okay. Okay. Now, how do we get your book? Once again, it's called Prozac. Panacea or Pandora. How do we get it, Dr. Right. Tracy? Um, the number for the coalition, the International Coalition for Drug Awareness, is 1-800-280-0730. Say it again, please. 800-280-0730. And it says on that message how you can order it. Would you say that these... Uh, Things like Prozac, Zoloft, uh, Taxil, uh, Luvox, and Effexor, are they, would you call it, addictive? Yes. Or de- is it addictive and dependent, uh, being you a dependent? You don't have withdrawal from something if it is not addictive. Boy, oh boy. So well, have you ever, has your life ever been threatened? Uh, no, but people have known a lot about my life that I was surprised that they knew. <laughs> Like where I was at certain times when I knew nobody was watching, <laughs> when I thought nobody was watching. All right. I've I've been kind of surprised that they knew that I even existed, but 
Dr. Tracy, we're just about running out of time. All right. Now, Dr. Tracy, would you stay on the line, please? Sure. You just stay on the line here. I want to talk to you for a moment. Okay. All right. This has been Dr. Ann Tracy. Get the book, and the number to call is 1-800-280-0730. Nice to have you here, Dr. Tracy. I know, and I'm sorry for the lady in um, Puyallup. I'm sorry we didn't have time to get to you, but that's it. I'll see you Monday at 7 on TalkLine. This has been TalkLine with Frosty Fowler. 